All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to welcome you to the Westridge Podcast. You're listening to the After Message Edition, where we get a chance to just to come and talk more about the teaching from this past Sunday. So we're talking about the teaching from April 10th, 2022. Excited just to unpack this today. My name is Jason Chandler. I'm going to be your host. And uh, I'm excited because I've got actually a longtime host who's joining us today, um, but we've missed him for a while. Tyler Newsom is with us today. Come on, man. Share with us a little bit about We've missed you. What's been going on? Yeah. Um, so since the last time I was on the podcast, my job here at Westridge changed a little bit. So I had two part-time roles here that made a full-time role, part-time in young adults and part-time in men's ministry. And men's ministry was the newest role that was, was given to me. So we determined back in the fall that it would be best if I took on men's ministry full-time. So my full-time responsibility and role here is with our men's groups and uh, our men's ministry. So we have gatherings that we do once a month on the second Saturday, groups that meet weekly. Um, we're going to Alaska in July, mm-hmm. putting together a mission trip of a team of about 25 people. We're going to go up to Alaska and uh, serve a church up there. So we just determined that getting men's ministry really effective here at Westridge required me spending 40 hours on on just that. So podcasts uh, had to take a little bit of a backseat, but now that we got things rolling, I'm definitely glad to be here awesome. with you this morning, Jason. Yeah, man. So glad to just be able to talk with Tyler today. And uh, for our listeners, you know, this is this is going to feel very much like a conversation as we want it to, but Tyler and I are really close friends and just to be able to talk about um, this Sunday is going to be exciting. But I like for our guests to get to know people because maybe, you know, we have longtime listeners, they've wondered where you're at, but we also have new listeners and I'd love for them to get to know you. So share a little bit about yourself. Um, you just shared your, the, the men's group um, director, but yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about your family, a fun fact maybe somebody doesn't know about you. Fun fact, um, I've always lived within 10 minutes of this church. So I grew up uh, here in Paulding County. My wife, also Hannah, grew up here in Paulding County. My, um, and I have a daughter, Collins. She's going on two, not quite two yet, but she, I would, her attitude is definitely getting <laughs> close to two. Um, my wife, Hannah, teaches at the elementary school, Abney Elementary, that we both went to. Uh, went to East Paulding um, High School with her, Moses Middle School. So we we all kind of have been right here in this community. So I love to be able to be in a church that loves this community so much because mm. I think people who know me even a little bit know that I love this community in this area. All right. And if you don't know, one day this man will be mayor of the city of Dallas. Newsom for mayor 2050. <laughs> 2050. 2050. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, um, for real, man. So glad to have you here with us. Um, and again, uh, you know, if, if you're listening to this, maybe this this is just always encourage you. We always want to encourage you that you can share this to other people. Um, and we're so glad that you're joining us, whether it be on your your drive to work or, or however you find the time to be able to just dive in with us. And we're excited to dive in. We've been going through this series called Abide. Um, and, and I think I shared this on a Sunday a couple weeks ago, but I love how it feels like this series just piggybacks off of Draw Near, um, because it, we do have this picture of throughout Draw Near, you know, just claiming in James that as we draw near to God, He draws near to us. Um, but then this concept of abide is really just kind of dwelling in His presence, and I just I love that. Yeah. Um, and so we just continued through this series, and and this teaching was actually called Confidence Only the Holy Spirit 
can give. And, and the Holy Spirit, that's something that has continually come up throughout this series. So I just wanted to take an opportunity. I know we've talked about this before, specifically in the second week of this series. Um, there was a big emphasis on that. And they talked about it here on the podcast. But in all honesty, I just feel like the Holy Spirit's one of those bigger topics that depending on your background, depending on your understanding, everybody just kind of has a different relationship there, a different understanding of it, different exposure. And in all honesty, I, I mean, I think there's even just truth in God's word that we on, until we see Jesus face to face, until we are in heaven, we only see in part. So we're only going to understand things to a certain extent. So we kind of need each other to keep talking about these things. So I just wanted us to explore a little bit more um, of the Holy Spirit, and even specifically for you, Tyler, and, and maybe I can share a little bit insight as well. Um, but your experience and your understanding of the Holy Spirit, because it's such a big topic, and I just think it'd be helpful for our listeners just to hear different people talk about this. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great question. Um, I think anytime we as, as believers get to see someone come to faith, we get to see the Holy Spirit at work. Um, in our even in our own lives, when when we cross the line of faith, when we put our faith and trust in Christ, um, that is the Holy Spirit at work. But something you know, there's sometimes we want to do the role of the Holy Spirit, or at least take credit for the role of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit in bringing someone to faith, or something like that. You know, you get your badge or something and say, hmm. yeah, like. Yeah, so and so came to Christ because I brought him to church or something like that. Yeah. But it's all through the work of of the Holy Spirit, and I got to see examples and testimonies of people coming to faith without us playing a role in it at all. All Holy Spirit convicting someone of sin and totally changing the direction of their life. I mean, by itself. Hmm. So, and I'll give you I'll give you an example of that. So when we a couple of years ago, I know I mentioned I was part-time in young adults. We took a group of young adults to Detroit, and Pastor Brian came with us because it was um, it was a, I don't want to say secret mission, because that sounds, that sounds a little funny, but we were dealing, dealing with some pretty sensitive situations on this trip, so Pastor Brian came with us. Um, I won't give too many details, because this ministry is somewhat underground, but in Detroit, in Hamtramck... Um, or in Michigan, Hamtramck, but it's just outside of Detroit. Actually, where Brian's mom, Judy, grew up is in Hamtramck. Oh, cool. So there's a mosque there that welcomed a a Christian in, um, in Detroit, uh, that was former Muslim. And we were able to go and have just an apologetics talk with, with this mosque. Um, and we were accompanied by these Christians, these now believers and, you know, Brian came and we had great conversation. A lot, they had a lot of questions for us. Um, but when talking to these former Muslims, they were telling us stories of how they and their friends and family members were radically coming to faith through visions and dreams, like Jesus appearing mm. to them through visions and dreams. Clearly the work of the Holy Spirit but these people didn't even know Christians. They were, I mean, they would be killed if they were to, if the government in those countries they were in were to find out that they had came to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's illegal. Like that's against their law. So they came to America where they'd be free. But I mean, hearing those stories, that is a major, major work of the Holy Spirit. And that's way bigger than I even thought. Like yeah. the Holy Spirit doesn't <laughs> need me. 
he's going to, if someone's, I mean, someone's going to come to Christ, he can do it all on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a really neat perspective that I got to, that I got to see um, in, in, on that Detroit mission trip. I know Brian has mentioned that specific trip a few times in the services because it was just powerful. Yeah. Like Christians being in the same room as Muslims, kind of having a talk and then hearing the stories of these Muslims who have came to, mm-hmm. to faith. Um, it was just, that was cool. That was yeah. a really unique perspective we had. I, I love the way you worded that because that's just something, even just with the what I believe God's posture towards us in general, and it plays out through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, through through different different aspects, but... That phrase you just said, he doesn't need me. But what I've always loved about the character of God is he doesn't need us, but he wants us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I just, I and love that aspect. to play part. Yeah. It. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just what he, what's even so much um, more beautiful about just the picture of God's love of like, absolutely, he's sovereign. He can do whatever he wants, but yet he wants us. I mean, I just, I just think that's a really cool aspect. Um, you know, I, I have a funny, funny story about, just seeing the way the Holy Spirit plays out and 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 kind of what I alluded to earlier. I mean, it's such a big topic. It's not like we're going to sit here and discuss it and then any listener is just going to fully understand the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, I, I remember it was described to me when I was in youth group, um, and I always loved this definition. It was just really helpful for me to basically say everything that we study and we see Jesus do, everything that we're called to be as Christians, we are not actually capable of living out without the Holy Spirit. So everything you see happening, you just need to know you need the Holy Spirit to yeah. do it. Yeah. And that just created a filter for me. But uh, it was really, it was a, a humbling and just kind of cool experience with my daughter, Brinley. Um, she kind of, of came to came to, to, to faith um, and, and really acknowledging that she needed Jesus um, when she was she was younger. I mean, she was younger as far as just having that basic understanding. But I remember, I remember being very uh, surprised, but in a, in a good way. She was, I think, five, and she was talking to me, and, and she said, um, Daddy, sometimes, you know, I, I hear people say, or, or maybe they'll, they'll talk about and they'll say, you know, Jesus is in your heart. And she said, but it isn't the Holy Spirit in your heart? Jesus isn't the one that's in your heart. Wow. And yeah. and our, our, like, I didn't un- unpack that yeah. truth probably until I was like 19, 18, yeah, 19. Because sure. I mean, I really started following Jesus when I was like 16 or 17. Yeah. And then you, you just kind of keep unpacking things. You keep learning things. And uh, I just thought that was just such a cool thing. But, but it's important to understand. And we're going to unpack this a little bit more later because I feel like um, words get thrown around with the Trinity. So I wanted to talk about that later. But uh, that was just a cool, cool story that oh, I yeah. just, that, absolutely. Um, that really kind of humbled me that my, that God was, and that's a prime example of the Holy Spirit working and, and God kind of unpacking that even for my daughter at a young age. Um, but as, as we continued walking through this, this teaching, uh, the Holy Spirit is such a huge topic. And what I loved about this, this past Sunday was Pastor Brian um, talked about specific roles. And this, this plays into exactly what you were just talking about um, when he was reading through John 16, 8, that it is the Holy Spirit's role to convict the world. Um, and you alluded to this a little bit, but I'd love to unpack this a little bit more. Because so often we like to play that role. We try to be, bring conviction to those around us. You know, we have those little moments where um, I, I don't know what it is in us. Maybe it is a little bit of that sin nature, but just like liking to point out that people are wrong. And I mean, and we could 
go down all kinds of trails, whether it be with how things are on social media, cancel culture, however you want to word it. But um, in your experience, whether this be something you've dealt with personally, like in your own heart or whatever, wh- why do you think that is? It, so why why do I think um, we we want to take conviction yes. and convicting others on our on our backs? Yes, and, yeah. Um, that's a that's a great question. I I think every I think everyone for one everyone has convictions that are not necessarily like sent like for example if I were to show up to church in a full suit because I felt that coming to church in a full suit was what God wanted from me I can't get mad at people who come in shorts and a t-shirt because they mm-hmm. don't have the conviction in their life that you should wear a full suit to church, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a personal conviction. Like that, I, I, don't, I don't do that. But that extends to so many other things. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's so tricky because we have to, because like in, in Matthew 7, 3, it talks about lovingly coming to a brother who is in sin, but that's a brother in Christ. That's right. talking to someone who is in the faith, who you do have a relationship with, who you've been asked to hold accountable to certain sin and you guiding that person, discipling that person. But when it's a person who is outside of the faith and we want to point a finger, it goes it goes right back to what Brian said yesterday in the message. You know, we can't expect organizations that don't march to the same mm-hmm. beat of our drum to to hold our our standard of of living. So, yeah. you know, that's I'm I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm answering the question all that well, but because it, part of me wants to go and say, hey, you, you don't need to be doing that because I've, you know, I've learned from it or yeah. something like that. I know that it's not right. Um, what do you think? No, I mean, it, I really like what kind of what you're headed down because this is something that, um, I don't know that we've taught on really in, in a, in a, in a minute at West Region. You know, that's, that's one of those things it, in no way, shape, or form, I, I know one of the things that, that probably Pastor Brian gets the most feedback on is, we should teach on this, we should teach on yeah. this. He probably hears that just as much as I hear, we should do this Mercy Me song, or we should do this Casting Crown song. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't mean any of this to say, uh, oh, we're doing a bad job, we're not teaching on this. I mean, we're talking about all of Scripture and all that we're called to live by. It's it's hard to to cover all these different topics. But kind of what you were talking about, this this idea of... Kind of living above reproach and and how we deal with our own convictions and yeah. how all that applies to other people because that's what we fall prey to the most um, and that's actually what we see I mean God there's so many different places whether it be through Colossians first Timothy first John there's these different um, examples where they're describing hey this is how you should live out your convictions I mean and even specifically saying that you would not cause your brother to stumble yeah. and sometimes we can just kind of get tripped up in that because. Um, you know, because it's this lens of like, I'm trying to also help my brothers and sisters. Therefore, it's my role to come alongside them and tell them what they should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, when in reality, you know, one of, uh, Brian's big points yesterday was just this concept of trusting and obeying him, trusting and obeying him. And a lot of that, like that obedience comes from what God's called you to do, not what he's called you to tell other people to do. Um, and 
I mean, yeah, I, you know, in, in all honesty, there was a point he made yesterday. Just, just to be honest, I really appreciated it, even just specifically as a parent. Um, you know, he he talked a little bit about just what's going on uh, with Disney, and and I think he kind of just made this this bold statement of, you know, it's not Disney's job to help come alongside you as a parent and raise Christian men and women yeah, and to, to sure. raise your children. Um, and I mean, and I and I agree. Like the the only thing that's going to help us do that. Um, is obviously the Holy Spirit who we've been talking about and then God's word, which the Holy Spirit just ties us to Jesus, who is a fulfillment of God's word. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate reminders of that because we can just get sucked into the trap of what we see around us in culture. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this, um, oh, several weeks ago on the podcast. Uh, and we were, we were talking about how, how we, we like for things to, go the same way. Like we want to understand and and expect um, God to react the same way and to always, even though his character never changes and who he is and his love never changes, um, the way that he moves in different people's lives and the way that he convicts and the way that all that happens, happens in very different ways. But yeah. we like to wrap our heads around, okay, it's going to look this way every time. And if it looks this way for me, it's going to look this way for them. Yeah. And we just have a tendency to put God in a box when we do that. Yeah. Um, and that's probably my biggest, honestly, it's a lesson I'm learning too. It's not like, oh, this is just my word of caution or, oh, this is what, you know, you need to listen to this. No, like this is something I'm teaching myself as well. I mean, you know, most of us fall prey to, I can just think of like the times when I had, whether it be in like in the workplace, um, Whatever the concept, like, I can remember, you know, there's that idea of I'm doing my job and I feel like I'm here and I'm working really hard, but I see somebody else in the organization or back when I had my desk job and I'm like, man, I'm here at 730 and all these other people are rolling in at 830. How are yeah. they allowed to do that? Yeah. You know, you, you, we we just tend to want to compare and like, that's not fair. This isn't fair. Well, why are, you know, why is that happening that way? Um, and really just focusing on what what is God calling you to? What is he convicting you of? Yeah, one thing about that Matthew 7, 3 verse that I said, the, it, there's a lot of, I mean, it talks about when you were to, you know, try to convict or, or mm-hmm. call someone out. Specifically in the details, it says, make sure before you take the speck out of someone else's eye right. that you're pulling the log that's out of, in your eye yeah. out, you know? So there's always, there's always, you know, something that, that is going to be, going on in our lives internally first, but we want to latch on to what other what someone else is doing and kind of ignore that in ourselves. So we can always if there if we want to convict, we can always look at ourselves first and leave the convicting to right. to the Holy Spirit. Like re, just in those moments where you're like, I, I gotta tell someone about this. Yeah. Well, scripture says, hey, let's make sure that you're totally clean first. And usually we're not. Usually, oh, absolutely. You know, usually, we're not. Well, and, and, and anytime I think we, we take any kind of stance where it seems like we are judging or condemning, especially, you know, and, and, and just to, I'm not trying to open up a bigger box of something, but even just to, to touch on social media for a minute, um, you know, the, it's, it's kind of that statement you've always heard, you know, people are brave behind a keyboard or, or, oh, yeah. or, or you know, however you want to word it. But to, I love the, in reference to that scripture, scripture, because it kind of ties into what Brian was saying, um, you know. Make sure that, first of all, you've examined your own heart, mm-hmm. and then within that, that you're approaching another believer. So even for the example of of that point that he was making about Disney, like, first of all, let's just check ourselves and, and how we're feeling about this. But then beyond that, you're talking about a business. You're not talking about a Christian organization. And then even then, to go and bash them or attack them or do anything online 
really kind of examine what is this going to accomplish? What am I trying to accomplish in the midst of this? Um, and that's, that's been a really cool filter for me personally is um, how can God use this or, 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 or what is going to be accomplished by what I'm trying to do here? And I just think that's always just a great just kind of self-evaluation question yeah. and something just to check in um, just as you pray and as you work through your own convictions and work through stuff. Um, so that's good. That's good. I, I uh, appreciate just being able to dive into, yeah, you know, just real talk like that. But um, so as Pastor Brian kept kind of diving into this, and again, the Holy Spirit just kind of keeps coming up. Um, he, he talked about some, some specific roles the Holy Spirit plays. We've already talked about convicting the world. And then he also pointed out these two, these two things, that he shines a light on Jesus and then gives us direct access to the Father. Now, we can kind of unpack that, but, but in all honesty, what that kind of is drawing to mind for me is um, at the very beginning of this series, Brian referenced, and he kind of went over real quick that we're referring to the Trinity. And then he even pointed out like, hey, the word Trinity is not technically in Scripture, but we've coined it, and this is why. Um, and even referencing a little bit to Genesis and, and how it refers to that, the, you know, we've been created in our image. That's an example that's used in God's Word. And then we have so many different contexts throughout Scripture that describe the different attributes of the Trinity. But I'd love for us to even just kind of unpack that for a second. Because again, I don't think we've discussed it for a while. I know we haven't discussed it on the podcast. And I'm trying to remember the last time we've discussed it in a Sunday morning setting, um, what the Trinity is. Yeah, it's hard to, I mean, there's people way smarter than than me that still have not <laughs> been able to really fully grasp the Trinity. But yet it's still a pillar of our faith. I mean, you you can't, you can't, ignore one of the roles of the Trinity. You know, you have, I mean, all three play a vital role in our faith every single day. And yeah. from the beginning of scripture to the end, we see it, Trinity playing out through the whole thing. So you can't ignore the Trinity just because it's it's hard to understand or it doesn't maybe make sense to you. But there's this really cool analogy that I probably heard, I don't know, kids ministry when I was, you know, <laughs> and Every time that I either hear it or every time it's said, light bulbs come on. And yeah. It starts to make sense. So let me ask you, what is the majority of this planet made up of? Water. What is the majority of our bodies made up of? Water. Water. So water's pretty important. Yeah. So I feel it, like I feel a kid's lesson coming on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just get ready. <laughs> you have your picture Bible with you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so H2O obviously is is water, mm -hmm. but water comes in three different forms. Water itself in the liquid form, H2O water in ice form, and H2O water in the steam form or a gas. Mm -hmm. So all three are absolutely still water, but... All three play very, very different roles in how we either consume them mm -hmm. or use them or how the each affects us. But at the end of the day, it's still water. There's there's nothing more or less a part of that H2O other than the state that it's in. And that's, in my mind, I mean, that's how I can, that's a, you know, that's almost like a comforting real world example of the Trinity. Like, hmm. God, I mean, Trent... Trinity is a natural thing that we see in our universe. I mean, it's right in front of us. So how could, I mean, 
how could it be too big for our God? Like that's, right. you know, that's a great little hidden piece of science that, that God has given us to help understand the Trinity, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just like, I mean, the Holy Spirit is fully, fully God. Mm-hmm. Jesus is also fully God. Mm-hmm. Um, and all three are still separate and, and very different. Yeah. Um, and has, and, and each are doing different things within our life. Mm-hmm. And the Holy, Holy Spirit is convicting of sin. Jesus built the bridge back to the Father for, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trinity is, is tough to understand, but there's examples in, in our lives every mm-hmm. day that is, is also very similar to the Trinity that we can look to right. kind of to help us understand. Yeah. I mean, God is beyond water. You know, that's, that's, that's not, that's, <laughs> yes. don't, don't, don't compare God and water. But um, yeah, it's just a little way that I've always kind of probably since kids ministry. And I would teach that if I was in our kids ministry on a Sunday and I was teaching, I would teach that exactly the way I just said it. Cause kids get it right away. They're, Oh, yeah. you know, and I think we as adults can too. So, Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I, but I love the fact that, I mean, this is just real talk. Like we could probably all sit in our kids ministry with pastor Brent and just, and learn things because, you know, we just have this tendency and, and we're, you know, you see it in business, you see it in culture, you just see it in general, and therefore you see it in the church sometimes too, of just this assumption, this, okay, you're in and around this, so you understand. Yeah. Um, but just having moments just to talk about that, I've always loved that analogy. Um, I didn't hear it until I was probably, like I say, 16 or 17, because that's when I really um, started following Jesus and really getting plugged into community and getting plugged yeah. into church. But I heard it in my youth group, yeah. um, the original youth group here at Westridge, uh, in fact. And I've all, I mean, I love that. I, I've always loved, it just helps us kind of unpack it. Um, and then just kind of a step further that I always heard that, that I appreciated. Again, there's more to God than this. Um, but, but just these kind of basic roles that each, um, each part of the Trinity plays that I always appreciated, um, kind of summarizing the father as creator and visionary. Like that was kind of how it was unpacked for me. Um, like the creator and the one who's just kind of tied to heaven in that eternal aspect of like just that, that, that one who's just casting vision and that one who created purpose, right? Jesus is the one who carried out that purpose and actually made a way, um, for that bridge to the eternal, for that bridge to heaven, for that bridge. Um, and and then also just the personal example of how we can actually live and the Holy Spirit is who can actually let us follow that example of Jesus, who yeah. can actually, and then continue to connect us. You know, this is something I've continued to, to unpack, right? I realized, um, I've referenced this book and I'm sorry, I've just because it's been a really impactful book for me, but Gentle and Lowly by D- Dane Ortland, um, it, it, it continued to unpack things that I realized I had done um, in my own head of compartmentalizing the Trinity. What I mean by that is um, Scripture being clear that God the Father is ruling and reigning in heaven, and Jesus now, after being resurrected, is sitting at His right hand. I realized that I had kind of compartmentalized them and just put them up in heaven and left them there. Um, and I mean, this is real talk. Like, I mean, that's what these podcasts are for. Yeah. And, and realized that, that I was just putting all this emphasis on then everything is the Holy Spirit now. And through this book, it was just, it was talking about 
and using scripture, obviously too, this isn't just opinions, um, to, to show how the Holy Spirit ties us to the heart of Jesus and what Jesus is doing for us on a daily basis right now in heaven. He is, he's our intercessor. He is pleading to the Father and saying, hey, because of what I've done and them now having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, there's, they're, they are, they are, they're ours. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they belong to us. Yep. Um, and just having that personal, just present reality um, it's something we'll just always keep unpacking. Yeah. And it starts all the way from understanding it with an H2O, H2O analogy to unpacking a little bit more of their purpose and then just continuing just to figure out more. I mean, that's, that's why we have scripture. That's yeah. why we do life together. That's, that's why our hope and our encouragement, even for you listeners, um, that this is something you can unpack with your small group because we need to be able to just talk about this stuff and continue to figure it out because until we are in heaven, just as scripture says, we were only going to see in part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I just I think that's really helpful. I and I, I I love the 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 kids analogies. I think we need more of those. There's, yeah, we need more picture Bibles. Too. We do. We really, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, you know, the season you're in with Collins being almost two. Yeah, that was when we started going through picture Bibles with our kids. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Journey Bible, the Jesus Journey. I, I'm I'm butchering the name of it. I think it's called the Journey Bible, but. Um, I loved going through those because they were just great reminders for me of like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Or, oh, man, I overcomplicated that. You know, we, we want to just, we just do that sometimes. But, um, okay, so I really loved the way this teaching ended. Um, it, it might seem like it's a little bit morbid, uh, but but I loved it. it the, the three main points that, that Pastor Brian pointed out that that we're unpacking in John 16, and this is found in, in John 16, uh, verses 33 and 34. But he summarized that this is what Jesus is telling his disciples. Hey, moving forward in your life as you walk with the Holy Spirit, these are the three main things I have for you. And the three words that, that Pastor Brian summarized it as are peace, trouble, and courage. And what I what I love about this, and as you unpack that scripture, the, the reason it, it it was laid out that way is because Jesus is saying, hey, you can have peace through me, but you're going to need that because you're going to have troubles and take heart because I've overcome the world and the troubles that you're going to be facing. So that's where those three words came from, peace, trouble, and courage. Um, but I love this because Jesus, you know, he's so acquainted with our reality and our grief and life and and what what he knew we were going to go through. And, you know, that's just a common subject that's brought up in um, Christianity and church um, is just this this reminder that sometimes we can get this picture painted for us that once you follow Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit, everything's just hunky-dory, magical, awesome rainbows. And (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and there absolutely is life transformation. Um, And there's incredible things from that, but there is also still trouble. We are also still in a fallen world. Um, There is consequence to sin. There's still so many things. And so I I just, it's really good that 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 reminder keeps coming back. And Jesus knew that reminder needed to come back to make sure, hey, there's still going to be troubles. Um, and I think that's just one of those things that, that as the body of Christ, that we can talk about that. Hey, this was the reality of, you know, it, okay, so in all honesty, we've heard this, right? Okay, so you and I are both staff members. 
And I acknowledge, and this has kind of been said, and this is something that, that I would love for us to just be better at as a staff. And I'm just being vulnerable here, but but just kind of hearing the feedback that sometimes, whether it be on platform, on, on a Sunday morning setting, but that it can seem like because we're on staff, because we're pastors, because we're directors, that we've got everything figured out and, and life is great. Um, but in reality, we face those troubles too. And, and really just kind of talking about that. And that's what I'd love for us to just kind of close our time with is... Okay, we've been given this promise that it'll give us peace, that we can have courage, but there's still trouble. Um, and so, Tyler, I would love for you to just kind of share, um, what are some examples of that? I mean, just just being real, like what have been some some trouble, some crisis of faith, whatever you want to call that, um, where you've really had to lean on that peace and, and had to rely on that courage that Jesus promised us? Yeah. So, <laughs> this is going to sound, uh, this is going to sound very uh, high school but uh, I've had... From kids' ministry to high school. Hey, I, yeah, that's how I gauge my, my knowledge. Is this high school level knowledge or is this kids' ministry? No. Um, so I've I had a relationship in high school that um, I was dating a girl that her dad was the pastor of the church that I was at. And we dated for like eight months. I mean, it was, it was nothing. And um, we went to... Nashville, I think, for with with my parents for Christmas and went to like a rocket show or something. That was like my Christmas present to her, you know. And we get we get home and the next week she breaks up with me. So you can laugh. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but in my little 18-year-old heart, I was like, world was over. Yeah. Like I was I mean, so upset. That's what I meant instead of laughing. Oh, man, I'm sorry. No, I told you to laugh. It's oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what's weird is like I had already created my own plans in in just eight short months of, of dating this girl. And I had at a young age decided, um, I, I think maybe even as young as six, I remember praying a prayer for salvation. I remember asking Jesus mm-hmm. into my heart. I had just similar to... To Brindley, you know, yeah. very young, I was I understood um, kind of what Jesus was in, in my life, and um, but I had never I had never put my faith and trust in His plan or His direction for my life. I remember growing up like I'm putting it all on my back, my creating my own plans, that whole thing. Well, when I had created my own plans and this breakup happened, and that kind of trashed my my hmm. idea of what was going to happen. Again, this sounds so silly, but when you're 18 years old, you know, that's like a major turning point in life. Like yeah. you can, you know, you just graduate, you're headed off to wherever college or whatever field of, of work. So I was kind of at a turning point. And um, I decided, I think for the first time, that I was just going to let God completely direct my path. I mean, I was just going to cl- fo- follow him very closely. I had mm. always just kind of. I don't know. I, I can't even describe it. I, it was not a, it was, you know, I can even say maybe at 18 is the first time I truly put my faith and trust in Christ because before I had maybe even just said a prayer, but I decided I was going to follow him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one thing after another kept happening that I never could have, this is where the peace comes in. That was the mm-hmm. trouble, even mm-hmm. though the trouble sounds so, you know, <laughs> petty. We've all yeah. had breakups. Oh, absolutely. Stuff. It feels but real. It was, and and this don't I don't want to highlight the the trouble. It was that crossroads that I was at that I decided I'm gonna just I, I'm gonna 
totally sell out and follow God here, like just wherever he has me go. And then he landed me here at Westridge, which I would not have, have had the chance to come to before. I started serving here in, in ministry. I, um, I met um, my wife, Hannah, here. We had gone to school, but we really gone to school together our whole lives, but we really met for the first time here. Mm. Um, the student pastor, um, Todd Hampton, offered me an internship here. Just so many things started to change. And I'm sitting here now with peace, like we like like it says, hmm. because of that decision I made after trouble to just follow God. And there's been plenty of trouble that has, you know, changed little courses here and there. Mm-hmm. But that one, you know, that one was huge because at, at 18, what if I would have decided to just continue on with my own way and my own path, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be married to Hannah. I wouldn't have my daughter Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many parts of my life that wouldn't be the same because of, you know, that choice. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, again, I don't think I'm answering the question perfectly, but that's just my... <laughs> there's no perfect answer. There could be. There could be. <laughs> I just haven't found it. <laughs> that's just my story, man. I mean, yeah. I'm here because of a breakup. Yeah. And and that's clear to me now. It wasn't so clear early on because mm-hmm. you know it's, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But um, you know, there's there's so many things that people go through, and they're just wishing. You know, they're they're wishing their way. They're praying their way out of the trouble and the pain. But there's so much that we can learn in that mm-hmm. when we are putting our full faith and trust in in God to get us to the next place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I now look back. I wouldn't take away that trouble for anything. Like I would. I would make sure if I had the chance to change anything, I would make sure that trouble stayed because I am who I am today because of that. And God has shaped me and brought me to a place because of a little high school breakup. You know, it's just incredible. Yeah. What what, what I appreciate about, you know, there's there's so many things in scripture that um, that we can do to ourselves, like our, our own head games, paths we go down. But what I appreciate about where Jesus is kind of leaning into his disciples right here is for the most part, when you're describing a troublesome situation, you're describing something you cannot control. Yeah. It is something that has now happened to you, a circumstance, something that has come against you. You cannot control the fact that it happened. But now that it has happened, that's when, that's when you have the opportunity to try to lean into peace, to try to lean into taking courage. Um, you know, I always loved in, um, uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, you know, it's, it's, it's quoted a lot, right? Talking about the peace of God that's beyond understanding. But what I've always just, God's stuck out to me in that scripture is that um, that everything you're bringing to God, your prayers, your petitions, that you would bring with a thankful heart, and then you will be given the peace that's beyond understanding. And it, 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 there's just that practical side of like, even though the circumstance might be troublesome and you are facing something that is so hard to even just say, God, open my eyes to where I can be thankful. Nine times out of 10, your perspective shifts alone because when you realize how you're thankful, it automatically kind of does give this peace that is beyond understanding. Cause it's like somehow I'm seeing these things to be thankful for in the midst of what's going on. Um, I mean, just, just a real example. Um, and and even a more recent one for me personally uh, is is what's kind of been 
I'm going on with my voice and my throat. Yeah. Pastor Brian yeah. um, mentioned a few weeks ago um, that that uh, it was officially diagnosed as a polyp, and um, it, it was it, it wasn't it wasn't funny, but it. He didn't have time in a Sunday to unpack that, but it made it sound like I can never sing again. And then I sang the next Sunday and I had people coming up saying, praise Jesus, you're healed. And I'm like, I mean, maybe I will be, but I actually know the polyp's still there. I'm just kind of singing around it. But, (laughs) um, but as I've, I've been dealing with this since, since Christmas, um, and I mean, in all honesty, you know, the, the trouble that I realized I was facing um, was how much I had put my identity in my voice, mm-hmm. um, and you know, this is just me me being real and honest. Like I I acted like I was fine uh, throughout probably the month of January and into February, um, and still just trying to figure out what was going on. But in reality, like the frustration I was dealing with of there's this thing that I love being able to do. I feel like God's gifted me to be able to do it, and I can't do it. Um, and, and, and just finding myself questioning my worth and my value. And, and if I can't do this, then, then, then what do I do? And it was just a a true reality of, of God reminding me who I am in Christ. Um, he, I just wound up being, in all honesty, it truly was the Holy Spirit leading me there. Cause I've, I've kind of been doing my own study in Romans. Um, but I just really felt like the spirit was leading me to Colossians one day. And I read through Colossians three and, um, I mean, if if you're listening to this and just want encouragement, maybe you're struggling with some of these things we're talking about, or you feel like you're in that season of trouble, if it's fear, if it's whatever, um, read through Colossians 3, because God led me to this. And it's all these different examples of whether it be fear, um, envy, greed, all these different things that we tend to struggle with in the midst of trouble, and saying that because of Christ, we can throw these things off. Or even some of the translations say, tell these things to die because you're now alive in Christ. And this is what you can put on. This is what you can live out every day. And it's just these reminders that because of Jesus, we can live out love. We can live out peace and patience. I mean, it references some of the fruits of the spirit, but, but it, it's just really just these reminders that in the midst of your troubles and God just met me where I was when I was really frustrated and, and, and really doubting who I was and um, Colossians 3, God just used that just to remind me um, that that when you see things in perspective of this is who Christ is, this is what he's done, uh, it does bring that peace. It does bring that courage um, and and that reminder that, that when we are looking to Christ and we're relying on the Holy Spirit to be more like Christ, we're looking at somebody who went through all the grief, who went through all the troubles, who was tempted, who was very much a real person. Yeah. Um, so there's something... Really quick, that yeah. I, you, as you're saying that, it reminds me of when we go through these troubles, they are disorienting. You feel a little disoriented when you're going through that. You're like, wait, what's going on? You know, I thought I had a clear view of who God mm-hmm. was and who, who I am. Well, thankfully for that disorientation that's going on, you reorient yourself and you come out. This is after the trouble. With that, when you have that peace, you come out of that reorientation and your view of God is now bigger and mm-hmm. your view of yourself is now realizing, man, I'm much smaller than God. Mm-hmm. And every time when you go through these troubles, you reorient, wait, God is way bigger. I had him, I had him much smaller in my head. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I had this trouble because now I'm reoriented to how God, big he really is and how, who God actually is and who I actually am. You yeah. know, that's, that's, I'm, I'm able to, to 
see that as just such a crucial part of our everyday discipleship, these troubles, you know, and, yeah. and when you're in them like you are right now, man, I know, I know what you're, I don't know what you're going through, but I just through other similar troubles, it's like, man, I just feel so disoriented. Things aren't yeah. the way they were. But when you come out of it, man, it's just God is so much bigger than I thought before. Mm-hmm. Thank him <laughs> that, um, that he disoriented me and I now have a clearer, we won't have a perfect view sure. of, but I have a clearer view of how big God actually is and who he actually yeah. is. So That's good. Yeah, I, I feel like the theme just keeps coming back to, you know, whatever season you find yourself in, you can never go wrong with just trusting him. For sure. Trusting him and, and continuing to stay faithful. Um, Tyler, I really appreciate uh, you just taking time just to come and be able to talk through this and unpack this with us. Absolutely. I like you, man. I like you, Jason. That's good. There's a mutual liking here, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, hopefully this has been fruitful for you. Um, again, like I say, if this is if this is just kind of a regular rhythm for you in your car, um, our prayer and our heart would be um, that it wouldn't just stay with you. Uh, this can be an ongoing discussion, whether it be in your small groups, um, with the, the people in your life. Uh, we pray this is an encouragement, obviously, um, but we encourage you to keep that conversation going. Um, from our discussions here. And so some ways you can do that is to be able to share it with other people. Um, and, and we'd love to just be able to, to continue to, to be the body of Christ that can encourage one another and unpack God's word and just have real conversations around the teaching. So again, just appreciate you tuning in with us. You can always download, subscribe, and share. Um, and you can do that uh, by going to westridge.com slash podcast. And uh, pray that you're blessed this week. And as always, know that you are loved.